wasn't extremely happy. I woke up at 4.30 that morning, had to get on a plane for six hours. And to my surprise, Fat Joe was on my flight. So I see him in the airport and I didn't know he was on my flight at the time. So I went up to him and I was just like, hey man, let's do a video for the Instagram story, take a selfie, whatever, like you're, you're dope. So we do that. He, he comes back. I'm, I'm sitting at my terminal. He sits down and we just started talking. I showed him my social media. Okay. And at the time, as you guys probably know, there was a top comments feature where like verified accounts automatically made it to the top. So I commented on everybody's posts. I was, I was that kid, but, um, it, it worked out because fat Joe knew what my Instagram was, knew who I was. And then from there, we just kind of started, started to connect. But, um, other than that, when it comes to connecting with people, it's just really the hustle. Um, I send at least 50 DMs a day to, you know, top tier athletes and celebrities trying to get a response and trying to lock in the phone number. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who don't respond, but some of the people who respond, you'd be very, very surprised about. When you listen to Will, you might think that he's 20, 25, maybe even 30, just because of the way he talks and the people that he actually has conversations with. But Will's actually only 17 years old. And in this conversation, he talked about speaking with people like Will Smith, um, Fat Joe, people that are these A-list celebrities. And you wonder, how does he do it? He's only 17. He talks all about it in this episode. He talks about the power of Instagram, the power of the Instagram DM and what he was doing when he was 12 years old that has now led to the connections that he's doing now. So this week, we created a talk show with Will. Tasteful in the way he approaches the sports field. All around. Being able to hit a variety of sports like tennis, golf, and more. Leverage. Has the upper hand on all other kids his age due to his online success. Kind. Simply a kind soul backed by a fiery drive. This week, we learn to talk with Will. What's going on, everyone? It's Get Your Grind Up, the Young and Dumb podcast, back at it again. It's your favorite co-host from the East Coast, Justin and Gary. We are back with episode 73, and we have a home state hero on board with us today. He has his hands in just about everything sports-related. Will, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? Glad to have you on board with us today. I mean, we don't get too many people from Connecticut that aren't from Windsor, so this is a very, very special treat. Uh, But we want to introduce you to something we like to call the young and dumb way. So... We'll waste no more time. Get right into it. Let us know what's your story and who you... Wait, let's yeah. change that around. Who you are and what's your story. Yeah, definitely. First off, episode 73. That's that's killing it. That's awesome. Dude, it's been um, a grind, but yeah. It has been a grind. <laughs> but the grind, the grind's real. That's what makes it all worth it. Yes, um, sir. So pretty much when I was 12 years old, my family moved out to uh, Los Angeles from Connecticut. Um, and, and from there I kind of adapted to the Los Angeles culture a little bit. Um, it's all entertainment. It's, um, you know, a little bit of sports. You got the Lakers, obviously you got, you know, the Rams now, but, um, it's mostly entertainment in Hollywood. So when I moved out there, um, I decided, I guess I would try to, you know, do something along the lines of entertainment Hollywood per se. So I started a YouTube channel where I'd interview athletes and celebrities called twin talk. And, um, 
that was when I really started to learn about grind, I guess, at age 12, because uh, I'd, I'd wake up and I'd call and email publicists and agents every morning and every night before and after school, um, trying to get interviews. So um, I, I'm sure you guys know, you know about that grind. Um, <laughs> but but from there, I transformed it into a golf channel called On the Green TV, because I, uh, I value following my passion. I think that that's really what's helps me with my success along the way is following things I really enjoy doing. So I turned it into a golf account because um, I was a ranked golfer at the time. I think it was like top 40 in Southern California. Um, but um, from there, I decided I wanted to, wanted to do more. So um, I wanted to build like a franchise per se. So I created a tennis account to go on top of the golf account called Cross Court TV. And um, I've been I've been really fortunate with that one because it's grown to 110,000 followers in the last two years. And um, from there, I've just been able to capitalize on that kind of self brand myself a little bit, build a social media management company. And um, I'm, I'm copying you guys and watching a podcast. <laughs> word, word. And let me start off by saying congrats on the growth. I mean, those are outstanding numbers, but I don't want to focus on the numbers too much. Um, I mean, it's the passion um, that drives you and keeps you doing what you're doing. Um, tell me what it's like to be um, a young influencer on, in the YouTube age. Um, I remember growing up watching YouTube. A lot of the people that I watched specifically were a little older. Um, I'd say, I guess the age I am now. Um, and that's who I would listen to. That's who I'd watch. And that's who I, I'd be influenced by. But you did it at such a young age. And I'm sure you touched so many people along the way. Tell me what that was like. Yeah, I mean, it was really difficult. Because at first, when I was emailing agents and publicists, they just didn't understand because I was 12 years old. So they they just, <laughs> I, I didn't get a lot of, you know, yes emails back agreeing to come on the podcast or whatever, the the interviews. But um. Man, the whole point of the the show, I guess, that kind of designed the YouTube channel was to give a kid's perspective when interviewing um, these different athletes and celebrities because that's not really something you see. Um, you see, like, you know, maybe people who are 25 asking complex questions about current events that pertain to that athlete. But at 12 years old, you don't really care about that. So I wanted to create something that um, kids could relate to. And obviously I knew at that age that YouTube was something that, you know, kids watch. So, um, I guess it was about finding a way to relate back to the kids that I, you know, was targeting as my audience. And, um, luckily I got some cool people on the show, including, uh, Eric Stone Street, who's, a um, an actor in modern family, which a lot of kids were interested in at the time. Um, Ryan Seacrest, which kind of pulled me away to a, a little bit of an older audience, but, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. The grind's been fun and I, I've really gotten to speak to a lot of cool people and connect with a lot of amazing people, um, along the way. And I think that me being 12 years old and sending out thousands of emails was, you know, a basis for me to connect with them. So it was all worth it. Definitely. So how does a 12 year old kind of get that mindset to start emailing these publicists and stuff like that? Because I remember me at 12, instead of wanting to interview these athletes, I was trying to become one, you know? Sure. So how did you kind of get that mindset to be like, Hey, maybe I just want to talk to these people, man. I'll be, I'll be honest. It was really difficult. Um, one thing that did help me is that, um, we belonged to a country club where I would, obviously I was into golf. So I'd play golf every single day. And in, in Los Angeles, obviously, you know, there's always always somebody, you know, wherever you are. So um, we belong to a, a golf club 
And um, I'd play golf every day. And, and fortunately enough, I went, I ended up playing golf with Jason Collins, who was a hot topic at that time because he had just come out as the first openly gay basketball player. So um, he was my first interview. And then from there, um, since I already had an interview under my belt and I kind of met him on the golf course, um, that's that's when I started to get taken a little bit more seriously. And and he kind of told me that I have to go the route of emailing agents and publicists if I'm if I'm going to be successful with it, because obviously he knows what he's doing. He's he's repped by him. So. Yeah, no, that's dope. And I remember oh, when I was 12, I had an email. I mean, didn't really use it much, but just the fact that you had the audacity to email some of these people. Um, as a 12-year-old, I was terrified. Um, I kind of just stayed to myself. You know, I, again, like Justin said, I'd idolize these athletes, but you took it a step beyond and wanted to create an empire. Um, from it, which is dope. So how'd you keep this up with your sports? Because um, from what I've heard, you are a top tier tennis player and a golf player, two sports that I am atrocious at. So <laughs> expand on that for me. Yeah. Um, so during that time, I guess um, school kind of, kind of went down a little bit, um, <laughs> focused a little bit more on let's say my, my business that I was trying to grow and, and a little bit more on my, on my tennis game than and, and golf game that I probably should have focused on school. But um, I guess it was just about time management, finding the right time management, putting the right, um, making the right calendar where it's still, um, where I still have some downtime so I can still relax because I was still 12 at the time. But um, it's really all about time management when you're doing a lot of different things at once. And once I was able to figure out a schedule that worked, it was it wasn't too difficult. Like throughout all this time, were you were you being mentored by anyone? Because I feel like at 12, I was just lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I went to school, played soccer. That was about it. But you seem to have kind of your ducks in a row. You know what I mean? Like where were you kind of mentored in the way of people showing you where to come from? Or were you just learning all this on your own? I mean, uh, obviously, I got some tips along the way from like, obviously, Jason, who told me that I, I need to like email people. But other than that, I mean, I didn't really have a mentor. And I, I guess I never really understood the point of having a mentor until I was a little bit older, um, until I like understood how they could help um, shape you to like, do what you want to do and give you like great advice. So, um, you know, that that didn't come till later. But at the end of the day, um, I think it was good that I ended up learning by myself. I did make a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, I got a little too anxious sometimes and sent a, a couple too many emails. But uh, um, yeah, again, like I said, a lot of the contacts that I have now were made from back then. So um, yeah, I'm really happy how it ended up working out. And that's great. And one thing I wanted to highlight is that you created content for essentially for you, for people like you. You understood that you're a kid who likes sports, loves to talk to athletes, and you created content like that. And which is similar to what Justin and I are doing um, with the podcast here for, you know, people like us who are like you, young and dumb. Um, so at what point did you understand your influence or the power that you had um, with everything that you were doing? So I think it was like 15 years old. It took a while for me to understand. Like I'd always like loved what I was doing, like, but I kept it kind of to myself. Um, but then when I was like 15 and my, my golf account grew to, 
think it was around 20,000 followers. I had some advertisers start reaching out to me um, and I had no clue what that meant. But um, <laughs> luckily, luckily I learned kind of what, what they were trying to get at. And I was able to create um, a platform where I was able to have tons of different companies advertise. And that's when I really understood that I could turn it into a business. Um, before that, it was never really meant to be a business. It was just meant for me to have fun, kind of videotape the things that I was doing, speak to like people I looked up to. Like, for instance, when I was playing golf, like I looked up to Jordan Spieth because he was like, he had won like three majors in a year. And I was just like, damn, that's, that's solid. So I mean, like, like interviewing him was really, really cool for me. And um, I think it like let a lot of kids know too, that like, if they really wanted to, they could probably interview him too. So, um, wow. What was the question again? <laughs> oh yeah. Now just understanding your influence. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, I mean, just understanding the influence really just came with the, the whole advertising platform. Um, and just realizing that you could turn it into a business with, um, you know, different people who want to promote products. All right. So I want to take this a step back because the way you're talking, it seems like this was a kind of a, a while ago, but you're what, 17 or 18? I'm right? 17 now. Yeah. 17. So when he says 15, it was literally two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. When you talk, when, when we talk to you and like we listen to the way you talk, you don't sound like a 17 year old. It sounds like you've been doing this for like some time in terms of like you might be like 20 something or something like that but you're 17 and you're still in high school and i wish i was in college <laughs> <laughs> Dude, college, college is definitely a time um to kind of figure out yourself and like it's a great time to experiment because the same way that you're doing it in high school you can do the same in college and it's a more exponential level because there's so many people around you yeah yeah, yeah you'll, so you'll open college definitely definitely oh I yeah can, i can see it easily um, I want to talk about kind of you got the great opportunity to kind of grow up in the Northeast and then live in the West Coast. And now you're back in the Northeast. So how has that kind of shaped your perspective? And like, can you talk to like the Northeast perspective versus the West Coast perspective? Because I know there's a difference between the two kind of mindsets. There's definitely a difference. So with the Northeast, um, it's get it done, get it done fast and do it right. And everything's straight up. So no matter what you're doing, if you're in New York or Connecticut or anywhere in the Northeast, um, it's going to get done in, in maybe, you know, a week at, at most. When you go to the West Coast, things are a little slower. It's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more lax. And um, it's again, it's all entertainment and TV. And, and you know how that works. It takes some years to create a show. It takes some years to pitch. And everything's a little bit a little bit slower. And not everything's as truthful as you'd like it to be like it is in, in New York. There's, there's a little bit more, um, there's, there's, there's a little bit, some more lies in LA. It's like a mirage of some sorts. Yeah. Um, just, just people who promise you that they can do things that they can't, you know, deliver on. So, um, I, I still loved LA though. You can't beat the weather. <laughs> and there are people out there who are, insanely valuable for me but um now that i'm i'm 17 wow i feel like i'm like 35 years old <laughs> <laughs> i just i just heard it out loud i was like, wow, what am i saying but yeah um now that i'm really starting to form a business i think it's really gonna you know be very valuable for me to continue to grow my network on the east coast now 
Word. And your your business is growing quite nicely, um, especially on social media. What is it like um, knowing, well, let me rephrase that. With the, the power that you have on social media, the um, I'd, I'd say you master your craft. What did it take you to get there on social media? Because we know what you've done in person, how you've uh, ran your YouTube page and you play sports and you've met people on and off the golf course. But on social media, how'd you get that to grow to where it is today? I think, again, like I said, like passion is just something that I really think has helped, you know, add to my success a crazy amount. I think that the fact that I'm so passionate about the sport of tennis um, is why cross court TV has been so successful. And the same thing with on the green TV is because I feel like since I'm again, 17 years old and I, I geek out, like I'm like even younger when I'm on, you know, tennis and golf and everything. And so when I'm posting these things, I think that younger kids can really relate. And obviously, as you know, social media is going to continue for the next I don't know, five years and is extremely prevalent um, with our generation and, and the younger generations. So um, the fact that I'm able to relate to them and and then obviously it just continues to go on and on and on, which is you know a reason why I think it grows as well. But um, I really just think the basis comes from having a, having a strong passion for the sports that I've decided to create accounts for. And um, like I can I can tell you like for a fact that passion is definitely part of it because um, in my whole, you know, attempt to grow this franchise, the last couple of months, I've bought some, some different sports accounts. Like I bought a soccer account. I built a football account cause I like football. And then I bought a soccer account and the soccer and baseball accounts are completely dead now. Cause I don't, I don't care about the sports. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I just, I haven't posted. I just don't, it, it doesn't matter to me. Like I understand football. I'm in a fantasy league. I got money on, I got 20 bucks on the line. Like, like I, I got to follow football and I'll post about it. Love tennis. US Open's going on right now. Amazing. Golf, not, not as big of a fan as I was before, but it's still cool. I know the players, so it's fun. But baseball and, and soccer, I just, I just don't understand them. So those, those accounts have slowly died. Oh, that hurts our heart because yeah, we're, nah. we're soccer, we're soccer <laughs> players. Hey, maybe you guys can take over the soccer account. Maybe that. <laughs> Maybe that could be a way we work together. I don't, I don't know. But. Possibly. You never know. Future collab. In, in, yeah, the, in the making. Definitely. Okay. So, but with that, you're talking about passions. I feel like another passion for you is kind of being a master networker and talking to people. And can you speak to how you're able to set up these meetings with people like DJ Khaled, the, the ultimate uh, social media guru of kind yeah, of all that generation? Right. So, <laughs> How are you able to kind of build these relationships with these kind of top tier A-list celebrities? Well, the whole the whole DJ Khaled Fat Joe thing was actually really funny. Um, we were moving back from from LA to Connecticut. I was extremely happy. I woke up at four thirty that morning. Had to get on a plane for six hours, and to my surprise, Fat Joe was on my flight. So I see him in the airport. And I didn't know he was on my flight at the time. So I went up to him and I was just like, hey, man, let's do a video for the Instagram story. Take a selfie, whatever. Like, you're, you're dope. So we do that. He, he comes back. I'm, I'm sitting at my terminal. He sits down. And we just started talking. I showed him my social media. Okay. And at the time, as you guys probably know, there was a top comments feature where, like, verified accounts automatically made it to the top. So okay. I commented on everybody's posts. I was, I was that kid. But um, 
it, it worked out because Fat Joe knew what my Instagram was, knew who I was. And then from there, we just kind of started, started to connect. But um, other than that, when it comes to connecting with people, it's just really the hustle. Um, I send at least 50 DMs a day to you know, top tier athletes and celebrities trying to get a response and trying to lock in the phone number. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who don't respond, but some of the people who respond, you'd be very, very surprised about. That's dope. Uh, could you share some of those people? Am I, am I going too far here? So, um, Deshaun Watson quarterback for the Texans. Uh, Let me stop you right there. Deshaun love you dude just drafted you on my team you're my starting quarterback much love speed recovery <laughs> okay continue um trey songs um man there's des bryant sent me his phone number nikki jam just just some insane people um just some people you just wouldn't even like nikki jam has 25 million followers dude i love nikki jam dude love nikki jam solid and this is all through dms literally through instagram dms <laughs> everyone listening out there instagram dms are the way to go take it from will take it from our dm god michelle that is the way to go hey that's how she locks me up on the podcast what can i what can i say the dm's a powerful tool it is it is it is it's incredible the power it has. So tell me, what's what's next for you? Um, I mean, well, you said your podcast. Give us a little insight on uh, what's dropping. Man, I'm so excited for the podcast. I, I've tried to do a podcast a couple of times, and I just haven't had the time for it. So eventually, I decided, why don't I just film, like, shoot 50 podcast episodes leading up to December, and then launch it in 2019 and do a podcast a week. So. Right now, I'm in the middle of production, per se, where I am creating all these different podcasts with some really, really insane people. And um, they're going to be launched in 2019. It's going to be called The Climb to Excellence. I'm going to be interviewing um, all these athletes and, and celebrities about how they reached the top and what advice they would give to like people like in our generation who want to reach the top and, and want to learn from them. So. Um, Michelle knows a couple of the people who are who are going to be on the podcast. Um, I posted on my private account. Didn't say that they were going to be on the podcast, but uh, now everybody knows. So got something to look forward to. That's interesting. So that's a different way of podcasting that I kind of haven't really come across. It's kind of like recording a season of the 100 or something and then releasing it slowly. So that's kind of the, the route that you're taking, right? Yeah, I mean... It's really just for time management. I figured that I have so much time now through the end of December where I could easily record 50 episodes, I think, even if it's just me talking for 10 minutes sometimes. Um, and at the end of the day, as long as I ask questions that don't pertain to time, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to have the same answers and I'm going to be able to create the same impact otherwise. So um, I've strategically kind of planned out the questions that I'm going to ask. Um, that way it'll, it'll work with what I'm trying to do. And, um, obviously it gives me a, a nice period to hype it up a little bit as well. So, um, I think it'll work well. I'll, I'll let you guys know. I may switch to live podcasts. I'm, I really love live streams cause you can respond directly to people. Um, so I, I was really interested in trying to do like a podcast that takes place on the Instagram live platform cause you max out at an hour. So it won't be too long. 
And then at the same time, people can ask you questions live. Obviously, it's moderated and everything. Um, but then you can save that, cut the audio. But I, I don't know. I got to figure it out. I got It's all about testing. And that's what these these next couple of months are for. And I can see that's uh, the LA in you. Um, the the production, the the entertainment side, um, it's it's dope. It's glad to see, and I'm, I'm rooting for you, dude. I'll definitely be listening to the podcast, but I definitely want to take this opportunity to shift the focus back to you and your journey. So we have a special question for you. We're gonna take your entire journey, so from 12 years old when you figured out what an email was not too long ago, <laughs> all the way till now. We're going to take that journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So yep. zero to a hundred percent. Where yep. do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Where do I feel like I am right now? Man, I think I just started. I mean, I feel like I'm like a lot of people listening to be like, wow, this kid really like sucks. Like he's super full of himself. Like what? But no, I like, I'm not even through high school yet. I think that once I start to get this like education and everything, and I have more time on my hands. Time is something I've really struggled with. Um, like I said, my school, my, my grades kind of dropped a little bit during this whole journey. And, and this year, I'm looking to really prioritize school because uh, obviously college is coming up. Um, but I think that once I start to have a little bit more time on my hands, figure out exactly what I want to do and how I want to focus on that, I think that there could be some cool things that are, are going to happen. I think I, if I had to pick a number, I would say, I am twenty seven percent on the on the loading bar. Okay. And um, well, we'll work our way up to a hundred very soon. Then follow up to that. What does a hundred look like, dude? I'll let you know when I find <laughs> out. <laughs> I like it. I feel like you've done so much in the past, like five years, mm -hmm. that you can't really imagine what a hundred percent looks like. Because I feel like when you were twelve. What you're doing right now might even have seemed like a hundred percent back then. You know oh, what I mean? Definitely. Like right now, I've been able to go to some insane events, which I would have like never even thought about going to. Like, literally, actually, that's not a good example. I can't really say that. But um, like basketball games, I'll tell you guys the other one afterwards. But um, but <laughs> but basketball games, I've been able to sit courtside. I've been able to go get family passes from from players who are like friends like like what like that's crazy to me um football games everything like all things sports has just been insane for me um and and like growing up like that was like like a dream like i would remember like asking my dad to like go to events and now i'm the one taking my dad to events so it's, it's really cool no that's dope and you remind me um, a lot of a person who actually follows one of your accounts uh buster sure uh, he's South Connecticut, born and raised. Well, I don't know, born, but raised, and he's a, a, a sports mogul as well. I mean, something about South CT, there might be something in the water. Buster's uh, Buster's actually a really close friend. We do we do a lot of things together. So we actually just went down to Atlantic City together for a celebrity basketball game, which was crazy. But Buster, shout out to Buster. Buster's Buster's the man. Most definitely. Shout out to Buster. So with that, though, we get to move into our favorite part of the podcast, which is the deep thinking question. So are you ready? Born ready. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see in a minute. <laughs> All right. So with these questions, we usually ask older people. So they have more years on you to kind of think about this. But let's imagine 100 years from now, you're 117 years old. 
and you've been able to accomplish everything that you've ever wanted. Your social media accounts are the biggest in the world. You're able to attend whatever event you want just because of your influence, whatever your goals are. But you get told that today's your last day on earth and everything that you've ever accomplished disappears. And you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Damn. Yeah, these these are hard. First off, if I'm if I'm 117 and going to events, I think I'm doing pretty well. But um <laughs> oh geez. Okay, three things I'd want to be remembered for. Um one, inspiring the youth. Um two, um having the ability to follow my passion and having the ability to uh, these are these are tough these are tricky yeah. um number 3 i would just say um oh yeah being that one guy where no matter you know how big he grew to or whatever he still was able to connect with you know the people that look up to him and um just being able to connect with everybody possible, including, you know, people that may not have something to offer me. Um, so, yeah. I love it. True to yourself, true to the youth, and a connection mobile. I love it. I love it. Oof. So, second question. I hope you're ready for this one. Oh, it gets hard. <laughs> we're, we're, still, we're still at 117 here. You look on your shelf and you see a book. That book is your autobiography of your entire life. You turn to the first chapter, and it's from the day you were born to this very second. What is the title of that chapter? The title of which which chapter? That very first chapter. The very first chapter. The beginning. <laughs> simple enough. I'll take it. Simple okay. is better. Kiss. Keep it stupid simple. Yep. Okay. I like that. That's... I don't learn that in school. I don't. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I guess. I guess you do take away something. Huh? <laughs> oh, the greatness of school, right? Yeah. All right. So for question number three, obviously you've been able to meet some of the biggest people in the world. Um, but if you can name three people that you haven't been able to meet with, who would they be? LeBron James. Um. I don't know. I was gonna say Obama, but that they did that. <laughs> um, LeBron James, maybe Lewis Howes. Oh, oh, and then Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. I think Justin has you beat on that one because yeah, Justin, Gary he yeah. met Gary Vee. Dude, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm working with his team right now to schedule something, but. Um, dude, he's a busy guy. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's insane, his schedule. Like, Michelle's talking to one of his assistants. So he has two assistants. So yeah. already with that. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's insane. But, yeah, his schedule is it's literally down to the minute. Like, he has, like, five-minute meetings and stuff like that. Like, that's crazy. You know, one of my friends flew all the way up from – actually, you know him, Casey Adams. He flew all the way up from Virginia for a 15-minute meeting with Gary. I think. Sorry, Casey, if I'm wrong. <laughs> that's crazy, though. That's wild. That's I mean, that's super efficient. Jeez. All right, so we're going to hit you with the fourth question now. You've built social media pages. You've built your business. You've built your YouTube page. Now we're going to have you build a sports team. 
if you could build any sports team in any sport that you want, what city, what's the name, what's the sport? I'd pick Fairfield, my hometown. Hmm. Sport. I'm debating between basketball and football. I think I go with basketball. And um, we'll, we'll let the people choose the name. That's that's what I would do. Just don't but, let them name it the Yard Goats. Yeah, then I you're going to get like the Yard Goats. No. <laughs> yeah, the Hartford. Yeah, it's fun. I was supposed to throw out the first pitch there and completely forgot. Whoops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that God. That's a great. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but the, the lady told me they have like 50 first pitches, so it's, it's okay. That makes sense. That, that's something Hartford would do. That's definitely something Hartford would do. Hartford Yard Goats. Big, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> great colors. Yeah. Uh, what are their colors? Uh, the the blue and green, like the Whalers colors. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You can't beat Hartford in the way that they make their, their sport teams. They have some cool events though in Hartford for sure. Oh, definitely. Community yeah. Theater, Oakdale, some, some cool things. Wait, Oakdale. Uh, that's right. So yeah. So before we ask our last question, Will, um, where can people get in touch with you? Obviously, it goes down in the DM with you. So where can they DM you at? Yeah, you better you better believe it. As Yo Gotti said, it goes it goes down in the DM. <laughs> um, yeah, at at Wineback. So at W E I N B A C H, just my last name. Um, Twitter at Will Wineback. Um, email Will at Will Wineback dot com not not phone number but there's <laughs> there's a there's a lot of different ways um if, if you send me a message i'll i'll hit you back for sure all right all right so last question are you ready will i don't know anymore <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right so what is a question that you wish that we asked you hmm. that's a good question um, I think it'd be cool to ask the question, like, what advice would you give to like somebody who wants to go into your profession? Like just personally me speaking, that's a question I ask everybody just cause obviously I think we probably have different audiences, but obviously I'm, I'm relating to a younger audience. So for me, um, that's a question that they get the most value out of. So I ask it, you know, every single interview. Um, so that, that could be a cool question. Yeah. Yeah, so what advice would you give to the youth listening right now? Totally saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think my advice would just to be um, stick with what you love. Don't grow up too fast. Um, play multiple sports at once while you're younger. And then um, just, just keep grinding and try to never say no. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Definitely a multi-sport athlete. Not really keen on saying no, but I love that. I love that. Youth no, listening. Never say no. So don't don't say no. Try to say yes. Never. Yes, yes, not yes, men, but say yes. Try new things. That yeah, yeah. On the right path there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's almost done with school, guys. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So, Will, I want to take this opportunity to extend a huge get your grind up young and dumb. Thank you for coming on the podcast, hanging with us, dropping some knowledge. Really felt that CT connection there. Much thanks. Yeah, man. When are you guys going to be back in the uh, in the nutmeg state? 
<laughs> hopefully when I can get some vacation days. Um, who knows when that will be? But yeah, no, <laughs> definitely pretty soon. Awesome. Um, well, you guys are here. We'll uh, we'll definitely connect for sure. A hundred percent. We'll definitely. We'll find a way. And um, yeah, shout out to you guys for having me on the show. And um, just great job. I mean, episode seventy three. That's that's crazy. That shows some real some real grind and some real work. So super. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Much, much appreciated. And to everyone listening out there, if you want to hear a little bit more or learn a little bit more about the dopest 17-year-old on this planet, hop on our website, getyourgrindup.com, or follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Get Your Grind Up. We will be back very, very soon with another episode of the Young and Dumb Podcast. Don't forget, it's your favorite co-host from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, back at it again. Always remember, we are all young and dumb and never forget get your grind up see you guys soon peace peace